Uh, obviously disappointed with the score. Um, was, you know, really the, the you want to go in there and play competitively and, and make that thing a game uh, and, and find a way to get the ball in the end zone and, and just play, come out of it feeling like you, you know, you made those guys work. Uh, the scoreboard doesn't, I think, reflect just how hard our guys did play. I'm not disappointed in our guys at all. Uh, I've had a chance to watch it and, and review it. Uh, they played hard. Our effort level was through the roof. They matched the intensity uh, that was in the in the stadium, which is asking a lot. We played twitchy and violent in, in some areas. Uh, I know again it doesn't show up on the scoreboard, but it you know, we didn't give up a sack. We didn't turn the ball over. We created a turnover, uh, really two when you consider the block punt. So we did some good things, and, and that happened because guys did play hard, played 60 minutes, played twitchy, played violent where they could. At the end of the day, it's just a matchup problem for us. We, we just don't physically match up with that, that roster right now, and a lot of people are not going to. Um, that'll, be, that'll be the interesting thing to watch as the season progresses, how um, – just how much better are they than people on their roster, even in their own league? Uh, you look at last year's scores, and you know they gave they scored 40 and 50 points on a weekly basis. Scored 41 against uh, against the national champion in the SEC championship game. So um, scoring points is is something they're they're really good at doing, uh, and, and they have only gotten better athletically in terms of their roster. So. Um, we're going to learn what we can from it, show our guys what we can in terms of our effort level, the violence and twitch that we did see, the technical things that we did that, that were good, even though they may not have shown up as obvious uh, to the naked eye and, or, or to the scoreboard. Uh, we're going to learn everything we can from it, drain everything we can from it, and then put it in proper perspective and move forward. Uh, this is... Um, you can do really, really good things in that environment and not show. And we want to make sure that, that our guys do get that, see it, and are able to move forward and prepare for the games ahead of us on our schedule where people look like we do. And the matchups will, will be more even or in our favor in some areas as well. Um, and, and so that's, that's the challenge for us. I, I don't want these guys to doubt the process. The process allowed us to, uh, to do some good things, even though the scoreboard does not reflect it. So, um, you know, Weaver's going to come in this week with their hair on fire. This is Super Bowl for a lot of guys on that roster. Jay will have them coached up. They're, they're good at what they do. Uh, they're coming off a big win, and, and so we got to we got to reset and refocus and 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 play our best ball Saturday, and and that that's that's what we'll do today. Start start that process as soon as we can. What questions do you have, Coach Trent Wood with Deseret News? I'm curious, from your perspective, what are the benefits of non-conference games, and then what are maybe the negatives to non-conference games? Yeah, not being in the NFL where where you don't have preseason, um, and, and you know the rankings being based off of the entire season, it's it's different. Uh, you know, clearly, you I've had teams and 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 coached the team not too long ago that that really struggled in non-conference. We we. We did not play well. We did not win uh, a lot of games. And then we went 8-0 and in conference play. So it did prepare us in some ways. We found out a lot about ourselves. We found some guys that could contribute. We, uh, we learned. But Division One college football, as it stands right now, is unique in the sense that 
there is no preseason. Every game is critical in terms of your potential to uh, be ranked high enough to be in the top 25 or, you know, for some teams to get in the, in the playoffs. So it is um, – we're in a rare environment compared to every other sport that plays that's just trying to get to the playoffs uh, with our playoff being so small. Um, we, we've got to try to win every game. There's no room for extra guys to play. There's no – well, it was just a preseason game. We'll, we'll, you know, the real ones count. That's just not the environment of Division One football. Um, and don't know that it ever will be. Maybe with the twelve-team playoff, maybe that's a different thought process. It's more about winning your league. But uh, that's just not the environment I've coached in for the last thirty years. Hey, Coach Al Lewis down at KVNU. So in line with that, no matter who you play this week, with a bye next week before you start conference play, isn't this? really a huge game for your team after what happened Saturday too? Oh, absolutely. It, it is regardless of the bye. Uh, it's the next opponent. It's, you know, get that bad taste out of your mouth, go out and, and play your best ball. It's going to be that every week. I think it's just maybe a little bit magnified coming off this particular type of game where the matchups were so lopsided and the scoreboard just didn't show the positive things that we actually did do it's even more important that you get on on um, a positive track and find a way to, to be 1-0 this week uh, against a, a very well-coached football team that's going to have every reason to come in here and play their very best. So, yeah, I think it's tremendously important this week. Coach Patrick Mayhorn with the Ag Ship. You said last week going into the game that you wanted to see better tackling. You wanted to see fewer critical mistakes. From rewatching the game, it seemed like the tackling was better. It seemed like the run fits were better. Um, what were your What were your thoughts on that? You know, going through the game. No, I, I agree. We did improve. It's It's hard to see, and you know the the fans sitting there watching TV is not going to notice. But as you as you play the game, we made them. Their leading rusher in the first half was a quarterback escaping the pocket and, and um, when when you play them and they're handing it off to to two really really talented running backs but but we're making we're making the quarterback move the change with his feet there's a positive there we were tackling well we did make them earn the yards they got we defended I know we got a couple calls that didn't go our way but we defended in some one-on-one situations well they had to extend plays and and scramble to create some of their most explosive plays you know Again, the scoreboard doesn't show it, but we did play more physically, more violent, more soundly defensively in most areas in this particular game. And we had less uh, lost yardage plays offensively. We didn't have a sack. We didn't have a turnover. And we had less lost yardage plays. We didn't gain as much as we did the week before and clearly didn't get it in the end zone. But there were a lot of very, um, very positive things that did happen that will help us down the road if we can continue to build on them. Uh, it just is really difficult to see. You have to work at it and know what you're looking for. Coach Brian Phillips, Big Blue Aggie, USU Aggie News. I think one of the goals was to come out of the Alabama game injury-free. Do you feel like that happened? And then a follow-up question. Is there anybody that didn't play in the Alabama game that you uh, anticipate playing against Weaver? Um. I would expect that both Kyrie's Rowan and Brock Lane will both play this week, did not travel to play. Uh, everybody else that we took got on the field for the most part. We played a lot of bodies as the game progressed. It made sense to get as many reps for as many guys as we could. Those are valuable reps 
I think just for confidence and understanding that I can get a signal, go out and do what I was asked to do. And uh, that was that was pop, you know, probably one of the most positive things that we got. A lot of guys got in and played. Uh, we did get out of the game healthy in the sense of just bumps and bruises. Uh, we we pulled Logan fairly early. He did get dinged, but he's fine, structurally fine. Sore, going to be sore for a couple days, but uh, should be fine and ready to go. Halle didn't finish, but again, bumps and bruises, not not a significant injury. Everybody that played uh, got out of it. Um, physical game, very sore, very physical game, sore, but should be fine by Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, and I would expect to be at full strength when we play on Saturday. Uh, so in that particular type of game, yeah, to add insult to injury would be to have several guys that don't play the rest of the season. We've seen that happen. I've had that happen in the past. We're fortunate that in this case we did get out of it, uh, you know, really with just minor scrapes and bumps that we can heal up and, and move forward. Hey, Coach, Coach I'll... Jake Nielsen. Okay, go, go ahead, Jake. Oh, thanks. Coach Jake Nielsen, KSL.com. Can I ask you about Jordan Wilmore and um, what what's going on with him? Jordan was sick on Friday, and we had to decide whether to put him on the plane or not. We weren't sure exactly what it might be, and the possibility of potentially being COVID was was we decided it was it was safer to leave him home. He was planning to travel and play, and did not go because he was sick. Should be fine this week, and expect to get him on the field. Coach, I was going to turn it to Weber State. Uh, Jay Hill's a defensive coach, and it looks like they've always hung their hat on defense down there. They're, they've been tough to, for teams to move the ball on. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. what you see on after just their first game? Yeah, it shows. I mean, he, uh, you, you know, kind of his back. I think he's had a little bit to do with both sides at some point, but but for the most part, a defensive guy. It shows they 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 play very aggressive. They'll get in your face, play man coverage against anybody. You obviously see their first game. They they uh, it was never in question. Uh, they dominated from beginning to end. But you watch them a year ago uh, when they play Utah, a, a team that you would expect is way more athletic, and they still stick to their plan. They play man coverage. I think they faked five punts last year, and four, three or four of them were successful. He plays to win. He plays aggressive ball. We're going to have to win in one-on-one battles, be sound, and and, um, and earn everything you get. Same thing. I think he does a great job. Coach, Brian Phillips again. Talk about Ike Larson. It seems like the more he sees the field, his play continues to elevate. Do you anticipate maybe him sneaking into the starting lineup sometime soon? Well, he's basically there now. If you just kind of watch how, how we rotate players, I, I'm not as big on who starts as I am who you know plays productive downs and critical situations. And he's shown real quickly that when it's critical that, that he's going he's gonna to be around the ball. The block punt was a very headsy play. Didn't panic. We got him right where I wanted him, and he didn't panic. The interception covered a ton of ground, big hits, tackles. Uh, Man, he's going to have a great career here. I, I don't know whether he's the first guy to go out or he goes out play two or he's the first sub package to go. He, he's going to play a lot of critical downs for us this season and his career uh, from this point forward, if he can stay healthy, is, is going to be phenomenal. Coach Patrick Mayhorn with the egg ship again. Um, Patrick Joyner Jr. was very physically, I think, impressive in this, this weekend, but he gets kicked out for targeting. What's the coaching point for, for a play like that where – you know, you want a guy to be aggressive, but he, he maybe goes a little bit too far and gets himself out of the game. Yeah, the challenge there is just where he makes contact. We um, He was right where he needed to be. He got to the quarterback early. 
Uh, he was not late. It was not a late hit. I clarified that with the officials. It was, and, and the call was right. He did make contact above the shoulders, and, and it's a learning. It's a learning uh, point for us. It's a great opportunity to teach. I'm glad it happened in the first half, so we don't lose him for this particular game. He did miss the second half. He knew when he did it, it was wrong. He apologized for it. We'll teach off of it today, and uh, and hopefully avoid making contact from the shoulders up in the future, or leading with the head. But it was uh, it was it was one of the good calls of the day. There were several I didn't agree with. That one I did, and and uh, and we we it's something we've got to avoid. Can't can't have guys taking off the field because we're. Um, you know, we can't target the right area. We know the rules today. You, you got to make, you got to hit the target zone. Shoulders to knees. You can't be above it. You can't leave with the head. So we'll learn from it and, and move forward. But he is playing well. He is, he is in good shape. Physically, he's playing well. Uh, I hate that he missed, but, but that's the penalty that we have to, uh, we have to avoid in the future. Hey, Coach Al Lewis back at KVNU again. I don't know if you've met David Fiafia, who was a Utah State running back. He's on the Weber State coaching staff. He's got a son battling cancer. Uh, that, I'm kind of trying to develop a story on that this week, but do you do you know anything about the situation? Or you can you say anything about it? I, I know of it. I have not met him uh, or his family. Uh, I did reach out at one point just with a message that thoughts and prayers for you know. I know the battle and it's it's not fun and um, definitely not when you're talking about your child. So uh, I look forward to meeting him if I get the opportunity to do so. Uh, but but I I'm, I'm not familiar with the family. I know a lot of the guys here in the building are, and uh, he's very well thought of in the industry. Uh, and and we all, as much as we like to compete on game day, uh, that's one thing I love about this profession. They they pull together and rally around you when you're hurting. And and I I know a, a lot of coaches and a lot of coaches' families are doing just that for him and his his family. Coach Trent Wood with Desert News again. I'm curious if playing in-state opponents benefits recruiting in-state at all, or if you haven't noticed that. Uh, I, I love the idea of playing in-state opponents. Uh, I'd love to play them all. Um, it, I think I think recruiting tends to go the way it's supposed to. Uh, no one win or loss, I think, is going to affect you in, in a huge, huge way. I think long-term success and long-term um, – I don't know. Consistency does that. You know, we we've we've had great recruiting years where we won a game. Same same thing when we lost a game that that people would perceive we weren't supposed to lose. So um, I, I don't know that it has a huge immediate impact. I think it's more longevity and in legacy and, and tradition. And and I think we the good thing about all the teams in our in, in our state they they all have that. Uh, the, you know, the guys that we recruit against every day we we've all proven over. Over the long term, man, we, we're all going to be successful in, in our own right. So, uh, and there's and a ton of good players in the state. We tend to cross lines and, and recruit against each other. And uh, I think guys fall where they belong to be. And occasionally we'll steal one, or occasionally somebody else will steal one. But but for the most part, uh, the process works itself out, and, and guys end up at the level there they need to be at. Coach, that was my other question. Was and uh, so in your recruiting so far of the state of Utah. Uh, because this is an in-state game. Have you seen players in this state? It looks like you've already got commitments to guys in the future that will really help you. You think you will help your program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we start at home. We've already got a handful of commits here in the state already. Um, we're, we're, we make offers here before we even start looking out of state. Uh, we'd love to build it. I, you know, The numbers 
kind of dictate what you can. We have to have Division One athletes, and there are some guys that, uh, that we have to make some really tough decisions on. We battle Utah and BYU pretty much on, on you know, I would say the majority of our in-state recruits, and I think everybody kind of gets what they need. And, and then we, we travel outside the state from there, the portal, junior college, and then, and then high school players in, in certain states. So I think we're all taking pretty much the same approach. And, and all our rosters reflect that because there's a heavy, heavy Utah population on, on all of our rosters and, and all are playing well.